and set your goals high. You know, when I was competing, I, I would have little sticky notes everywhere, short-term goals and long-term goals. Mm. I go in the bathroom, brush my teeth, they're, they're there. Uh, put the sun visor down in my van, they're there, you know. Just yeah. all kinds of subliminal messages that I had to see yeah. all the time. And, 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 uh, and once you start, you know, I tell the kids, once you start scratching off those short-term goals, it's a, it's a very rewarding feeling and it, and it kind of drives you for bigger and better stuff. You know? Whether it be mindset, business, or action inside the arena, your host, Josie Young, national finals rodeo qualifier, successful business owner, and entrepreneur, brings it from his tack room to yours. This is Tack Room Talk. Welcome back to another episode of Tack Room Talk. You know, this is getting to be exciting to me because I get, you know, one thing that I like to do on this podcast is bring in, you know, all different kinds of walks of life and different events and, and different backgrounds. And, and I got a guy on here today that, uh, you know, we, we ran into each other, shoot, what was it a month ago, maybe? And yeah. hadn't seen you for forever. And, you know, I'm sure I look quite a bit different than the last time we seen each other, but, uh, I got Justin Andrade on the show today. How you doing? Good, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, so you know, if if people aren't aware of who Justin is, he's a he's an old wild bull rider. Uh, you know, he's made the national finals rodeo, the PBR, and and now is is producing events. But uh, I like to start all my shows off with trying to get to know, you know, really who you are and where you came from. So why don't you explain to everybody kind of your background, you know, from the time you were little till till now? All right. Well. Uh... I grew up on the central coast of California and uh, started riding calves. Uh, I think I entered my first rodeo at six or five and I uh, really, really loved bull riding. That's I knew I was going to be a bull rider ever since I was a little kid and uh, then kind of graduated to steer riding and uh, bull riding, then high school rodeo. And I uh, started riding bucking horses in, in high school and uh, uh, and I was at by the time I was a senior, I was a three three event guy, all the rust dog events, and um, got uh, I was fortunate enough to get a, a scholarship to go to school, uh, rodeoing, and I went to a little school in like the armpit of California called West Hills, Colinga, California. <laughs> <laughs> Colinga, <laughs> and uh, I found myself most of the time over the hill at San Luis Obispo. <laughs> I like that a lot, yeah. lot more. But uh, anyway, um, we had an outstanding rodeo team, and uh, we had, I think we were runner-up two years. I was there as a team at the college finals, and uh, I uh, ended up like fourth in the bronc riding and reserve uh, all around there twice. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, after that, I started pro rodeo, or during it actually, and um, entered all three rust stock events, and uh, I got my first circuit finals I made, I made on my permit in uh, the bareback riding and bull riding. And uh, the, 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 the guys that were competing then at our circuit finals, I think we had like six NFR guys. Mm -hmm. And uh, do, you, do you remember some of them guys? Yeah, oh yeah. Aaron Seamus, Charlie Sampson, Ted Noose, uh, uh, Brian Riley. Um, Alan Jordan, I'm, 
forgetting yeah. a few, but it was a great class. Yeah. And uh, I was a uh, starstruck, you know, getting getting to compete uh, with those guys at that event. And anyway, um, I I was riding good and my confidence was high, and I always had big dreams, you know. Yeah. And um, so so how many times did you qualify for the national finals rodeo? I only qualified for the NFR one time. I qualified for the bull riding finals three times. I got hurt a lot. Yeah, I can I relate. Did. Yeah, I, I had a broken back and two broken necks and the knee reconstructions. And in my my career rodeo, which the span was professionally, was between uh, 93 and 2004. I was probably hurt like six years out of that span. What What were some of your injuries that you had? Well, my... We, we like talking about injuries geez. around here. <laughs> I had two knee reconstructions, the ACLs, and um, then a couple broken necks, broke my lower back, and those all put me out for a year. Yeah, you're talking about spinal cord injuries. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's pretty close to uh, life-changing, career-ending injuries. It actually was. Um, I... Uh, the last time I, I broke my neck, I, uh, Tandy Freeman, he uh, put me in this uh, rehab center called Body Max, and I was training with professional athletes, like pro football players, NFL guys, mm. uh, um, major league ball players, and all rehabbing in this center. And uh, I, re I rehabbed hard for a year and came out of there the, the fittest I ever been. But um, uh, when I started riding again, I was feeling good, I was confident, but just some hits that you take a lot of times in bull riding, I just started getting numb in my feet and my mm. up, the, up the inside of my arms. And, and then um, my wife, uh, Tana, and I, she, she was pregnant with our, our son, Chase, so uh, I figured it wasn't about me anymore and I didn't want to raise my kid in a wheelchair and that's when I hung it up. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's, uh, it becomes real. I can't really explain this. You know, you, you hear it all the time, but until you actually have kids and, you know, you're a part of their life and you know that you're, you're teaching them the ways and, and, and the ropes and stuff like that, you know, you start making these, these critical decisions. I know for me, um, when I was deciding to, to be done rodeoing, it was because I was, I was away from home too much. Yeah, you know, yeah. I didn't really have any, uh, you know, career ending injuries. Yeah, I had some major injuries, broke my legs and, you know, broke my pelvis and, you know, I, the list goes on and on. But, um, you know, when you when you have these kids, you want to you want to do the best for them. And, and uh, I can totally understand if if you have the if you have that thought of, hey, I could possibly be in a wheelchair, I'm done. And it was probably easy to make that decision at that point. It easier it will it it was actually it really wasn't it kind of i was pretty bitter mm. uh, i wasn't wasn't ready to be done i was yeah. i was uh riding my best i was in the best shape uh my my head was perfect you know uh it was when i was riding my mind was clear and and it was it was easy you know um but um yeah i didn't want to i didn't want to be paralyzed uh, i had a lot of friends uh, that got spinal injuries and mm. were that are in wheelchairs and not right right now and uh, yeah it uh that part of it you know it hits at home 
looking back. So, so what did you do when you made the decision to hang it up? But obviously the next year comes around, there's certain events that go on, you know, like whatever rodeos are going on, you know, Cheyenne or Pendleton or, you know, your winter rodeos at Houston, San Antonio, where, you know, that time of year, you're usually there, yeah. but now you're not like, well, what was your mindset? Like the next year when those come around, I was, when I was competing, I, I invested in, um, a breeding program for, for buck and bulls. And, uh, I was raising bulls and hauling them. And I had, I had people hauling them for me when I was competing. And, uh, I kind of, that kind of kept me in the loop a little bit. Um, I wouldn't even go most of the time, you know, I had people taking my stuff and, mm -hmm. uh, anyway, um, it was pretty hard. I, I ranched pretty much. I, I ran a ranch in, on the central coast, uh, on Pacheco Pass for for 13 years after that and I think it was like probably eight or nine years before I even went to one rodeo mm -hmm. and you know and my buddies pulled in and they they tricked me really it was during Selena so let's go have breakfast boom and they just stole me and we went to <laughs> it was Bob Feist actually yeah we went to Salinas and uh uh, that was the first roadie I'd been to, and I, being there in that atmosphere behind the shoes, I was like, man, I, I really miss this. And uh, that's when I decided I was going to kind of get back into the business, and mm -hmm. uh, I started uh, producing events. Yeah. So let's talk about the, the production of, of events. Um, what is your what, – what does that entail, and, and tell everybody exactly what you're doing right now? Well uh, – our, our company's called Vision Quest Events, and uh, I have two other partners, uh, Julie Jutton and Judd Mortensen, and uh, we, we uh, put on uh, about five PBR events a year, mm -hmm. and there's a lot that goes, goes behind it. It's a, it's, when you go to, into a new town, it's, it's hard, but once you've been to an area, uh, every year it gets easier as far as getting sponsors and, and advertisers and that, but, uh, there's a lot that goes into it. You know, you got to hire all the contract acts and, uh, you know, um, and then do all the footwork, you know, before the event, you got to get your, all your high res logos from your sponsors and, and put it all on core plus. And, you know, you, we, we try to make everything top of the line, you know? Yeah. And, um, try to get the best uh, announcer, best bullfighters. We ha usually have like 10 different contractors yeah. bringing bulls because we don't want – we want every bull that, that's out, we want somebody to have a chance to win on. You know? See, and I think that's what what the PBR has done so well is that they've, they've, they've taken themselves out of the rodeo aspect and put themselves into a high just – a, just a high-profile production. You know, Absolutely. like, especially with the, the, the Cowboys, you know, I, I know, I know me rodeo and that was like one of the biggest deals. Like when you're, when you're one of those guys, that's the elite and you, you, you ride good and there's a, there's a whole slew of, like, there's probably 30, 40 guys there that could take your money at any point. The biggest deal that I have run into was making sure that I had the best horse. Right. I mean, and, and to your point, like when I was rodeoing, I was turning out most of the time. If I didn't have something I could win on, I would. I wasn't going, you know, yeah. for a day money check and yeah. a chance to get hurt, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, one thing. When I was, you know, earlier in my career, uh, I got invited to a, a bull riders only event in in San Francisco, 
and I was uh, I, I was riding bucking horses and bulls, and uh, I ended up placing. And from that point on, I it, it was quite a few years before I went to another rodeo because <clears throat> just that atmosphere, the bright lights, the TV, uh, getting on the best bulls, having a, a bull that you could win on mm. every time, being again riding against the best guys, uh, it was just it fit me too t I, I loved it i fed off all that stuff and uh and uh anyway i had a pretty good run i was uh the bull riders only world champion and uh um it was a fun deal where you could go and ride for the weekend fly in and out and be home all week you know i you know my dad took some bulls a few times to the to the bull riders only yeah, i always I remember that what, whatever whatever happened to the bull riders only like well that, they uh it was management basically uh they decided they were gonna go huge which it was good it was the first time that pro bull riding had ever been on national tv mm -hmm. uh it, it was amazing we had a million dollars added um at the thomas and mac we had terry bradshaw as a behind the shoot uh interviewer oh. and uh and a funny story is uh Oh, and Boat Ace was, was around then. Yeah. And uh, before the, the event, you know, doing some media stuff, and we ran Boat Ace in, and, and we, we let Terry Don, I mean, uh, uh, Terry, Terry Bradshaw climb down on him. And, and uh, J31, Boat Ace, when you got on his back, you knew it was the real deal. He'd put, put his front feet underneath him and his back feet underneath him, and he had a big old arch in his back, and he just like. Just getting ready. Oh, my gosh. And Terry, he just his wife says get me out of here <laughs> we, we had a hold of him and stuff but he said you guys are crazy you know yeah. but uh it was a good thing because um he he had a lot of he, he was very inspirational when he was talking about bull riding because he's mm -hmm. like this is real you know yeah but it, it was a good deal so anyway uh they were in for like four or five million and then to recoup that, they put on a bunch of little events mm -hmm. and it just kind of went downhill. And there was a lot of pro ball players involved with that, uh, bull riders only. And, uh, they tried to buy it. And, uh, the fellow that was, uh, the president wasn't going to happen. He went down with the ship basically. Yeah. Yeah. Let the ego get in the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. I think that's a big thing of, you know, that's one thing that I can't stress enough. And that's something that I'd learned, especially in business is you got to be able to put your ego away. Yeah. You know, like yeah. put it aside. And I, I think it's in anything, whether it's professional sports or business or family life, you know, you got to put your ego aside and, and, and learn and, and become better because, you know, if you, if your ego gets in the way, that's going to be a big problem. But, um, so we talked about the BRO, but I, I'm sure, you know, a little bit about this subject as well, but talk about how the PBR come along. So that was a, they were they were coming along at the same time like the last two years of the uh bull riders only the pbr was going mm -hmm. and uh they were both trying to be better than the other and yeah. that's kind of how bull riding really I, in my mind got as big as it got because uh uh they're both 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 associations was trying to outdo the other you know yeah and um like and, and stepping out of their comfort zone, zone like doing that uh world finals live on fox tv that was the first time that's ever been done and that production was amazing yeah it was amazing you know um and you know and like having terry bradshaw as a behind the shoes interviewer mm -hmm. and, and all that uh um 
it just it, the money kept getting better the, the bulls kept getting better the bull riders kept getting better and uh yeah it, i think looking back that's really uh, had a lot to do with how how bull riding got so big right now well i know that you know they've done such a good job of of uh promoting the sport of bull riding you know i, I tell a story all the time but when i was when i was rodeo and i rode bucking horses and i team roped that was my deal but all the time when I'd be traveling through airports, I'd have my cowboy hat, my boots on, and all the time I was like, are you a bull rider? <laughs> and I would, uh, for the longest time, I'm like, no, I, r- I ride bucking horses. And they're like, oh, well, what is that? And I'd try to explain it to them. And I got so sick of explaining it to them. They'd be like, are you a bull rider? And I'd yeah. say, yes, I am. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm a bull rider, for sure. Been on a couple, but I'm just not a professional at it. But. <laughs> No, so I, I, I can't give uh, – I, I always relate back to the PBR um, because I think they've just done such a good job. And that was, that was a result of the PBR being start, started was a result of a bunch of, of, a bunch of bull riders yeah. that wanted to – Put $1,000 a piece in the pot, 20, yeah. 20 bull riders, and that's how it started. I mean, like uh, what was the original guys like? I, Aaron like, Seamus, Ty, Ty Tedman, Ty Murray, Jim Sharp. Ted was in there, wasn't he? Yeah, Ted News. Um, uh, Michael Gaffney, um, the list goes on and on, but I was all the elite yeah. bull riders at that time. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and they, they made something spectacular out of it because there's a group of them stuck together. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they're like, okay, we gotta get together. We gotta make something better. A change has to happen and this is what we're going to do. And they locked arms and they made it happen. Yeah. And they, they really, they, and they, they brought Randy Bernard in and he, he just took, took that uh the sport of bull riding to he another whole nother level mm-hmm. he did a very good job and uh yeah they uh those guys those, that that founding 20 members they they rewarded that was the best thousand dollars they ever yeah, i bet it was yeah, they were yeah. rewarded very well yeah, yeah i bet it yeah. was so you talk about uh your family we didn't elaborate on that much but uh you know how many kids do you have right now we have two kids uh chase uh, he's set, just turned 17 and, and Madison will be 10 next month. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. And, and talk about them a little bit. What are they into? Well, they're into my son. He's a, he's an athlete and, uh, um, he, he plays football and they were the state champion football team this year. And then he wrestles, he ended up fourth in the state in wrestling this year and now baseball and high school rodeo. Yeah. Uh, I never wanted bull riding for him and I, he, I never, he's never even been on a sheep or a calf. Yeah. Um, I, but I, he's a, he's an outstanding student and great athlete. And, uh, you know, he sees my work ethic and, and, and he, he take, he took it to a whole nother level. Like he gets home from practice. Some days he has like three or four practices. Yeah. Especially during wrestling season. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, he'll come home and, and start ripping out crunches and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Just a beast. Yeah. Yeah, he is. And, um, anyway, he, 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 uh, heals and, and he just started bulldogging. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and my daughter, she's a, uh, just horse crazy and she plays softball and basketball and, uh, she, we took her, she's starting to goat tie and stuff. So yeah. And my, my wife, she was, uh, I met her when we were rodeoing and stuff and, uh, um, I had gotten hurt, uh, on the bull riding tour and I only had like a, you know, two thirds of a season that I can compete in. And, uh, that was the year I made the NFR. Mm. And I, anyway, we, we met on the rodeo, uh, trail 
if you will. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, her name was or is Tana, but it was Tana Wright, and she she went to the NFR three times in the barrel racing, and she had the arena record in, at the Thomas and Mac for a number of years. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, but uh, that's uh, we met there, and she we've been together for. Uh, I don't know, 17 years or something. So is uh, she more than that, actually, uh, almost 20 years. So is she still <clears throat> running barrels or, or she trains horses and sells them? Yeah. Okay. She gets them exposed and, and then, yeah. and then sells them. Yeah. Does she operate under just her name or does she have a name of a business? No, that, just her name. Perfect. Yeah. So how can people find her that are on the, the uh, she's on this? Facebook and, and all that, you know, yeah. uh, I'm not on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> she, she does all that for you. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. that's not a bad thing. I think a guy can get caught up in social media these days yeah. and, and get lost. But, uh, yeah. So, um, you know, I've got a, I've got a couple of kids and, and, you know, chance, uh, has a couple of kids and, you know, they're, they're stepping into the realm, I guess. Um, what advice would you give, uh, to young up and coming bull riders, if you will, of like what, what to do? I mean, my, my kid, he's for some reason wants to get on anything that bucks. I have no idea why. <laughs> Uh, my <laughs> advice would be to learn how to play golf. <laughs> no, I, I, I do a few schools a year and, uh, I do the CSI school here. Uh, yeah. my friend and I, Chad Denton, which is a, he was the NFR bull rider, a PBR world finals bull rider. Uh, and we compete at the same time. We do about three schools a year together. Yeah. Anyway. So we really break bull riding down. Uh, but you know, my advice is is you, you got to be in 110 percent and mm -hmm. uh surround yourself with winners you know mm -hmm. get an education first and foremost because bull riding can be over in a split second you know yeah forever yeah and uh you know having something to fall back on is, is awful smart but uh anyway yeah travel traveling partners surround yourself with winners and people that are better than you and uh really stay fit and strong and, and, and set your goals high. You know, when I was competing, I, I would have little sticky notes everywhere, short-term goals and long-term goals. Mm -hmm. I go in the bathroom, brush my teeth. They're, they're there. Uh, put the sun visor down in my van. They're there, you know, just yeah. all kinds of subliminal messages that I had to see yeah. all the time. And, 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 uh, and once you start, you know, I tell the kids, once you start, scratching off those short-term goals it's a it's a very rewarding feeling and it, and it kind of drives you for bigger and better stuff you know yeah yeah absolutely you know that that just goes in alignment with what we what we uh preach and do right here at silver lining you know is is the goal setting and um one thing we say every day in our morning meetings like when we get ready to break and and, and head to our offices is a saying that says what you think is what you say what you say is what you do and what you do becomes your legacy. Like it totally is true. Like when you, when you envision it enough, you start speaking it. And when you start speaking it, it becomes a reality. That's right. And, uh, you know, so, and then, and then another aspect of that is that you said was surrounding yourself around people that are better than you. Right. People that are winners, people that have, have done what you're achieving to do now. And then, and sometimes those people change. You know, like the other day we was talking about, you know, you know, revenues and stuff in business. And it's like, hey, you know, the, the people that help you get from, you know, zero to twenty five million dollars in revenue might not be the same people that help you get from twenty five million to a hundred million. You know, so those goals, those targets and those and those people in, in your everyday life may change from time to time. 
but uh you know that's that's great advice and uh anyways i yeah i mean and i and i've been on both sides of that you know yeah end up with some guys that that are bad you know and, yeah. and your your attitude changes exactly you know? so uh yeah just try to try to surround yourself with winners you know in in school too i tell them kids in, in school in life you know yeah and you also made the point of of you know setting something up after you're done you know i i always said that to, to guys that were traveling with me um you know who's done a really good job of it is is caleb bennett uh i told caleb you know caleb when he was younger started traveling with me and uh he says how he says why do you always uh you know, always try to go sign up for autographs and you always are visiting with these different sponsors and stuff. And he says, you're always talk, going out of your way to talk to people. It's because I, I want to make these contacts, you know, yeah, rodeo yeah, rodeo's not going to last forever, yeah. but, and it's, and it's done for me. I've been done for five years now. And guess what? I still use my contacts today, today that I, I acquired back then. And so, you know, you, you do never know. And I, I, it breaks my heart to see these guys in the rodeo industry, the bull riding industry that have spent all their time and effort focusing on that, only that. And then, and, and they've had great careers even. They, they've had a full career and they've won lots of world titles and then they're done. And it's now they're like, holy crap, what am I going to do? Yeah. I mean, that's easy to do because when you're riding bulls for, or anything, when you're doing rodeoing for a living, and you're at the top two percent. You don't ever think it's gonna end. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's so you know you don't. I'm not, I I didn't think it was gonna end. Yeah, you know? I knew I couldn't go forever, but I knew uh, I, I I really thought I had another good three years in me. Yeah, and three years that that happens super fast. I mean, you think about like I was telling my wife the other day, my kids are ten and eight, and it seemed like yesterday they were born. Yeah, like ten years just flew by. Yeah. And so, uh, it just things happen super fast. So, uh, great input on that. And especially from somebody that's, that's been there and done that. But, well, thank you for being with us today. And, uh, you know, big takeaways there, uh, folks, you know, if you have any, any young kids and want to get involved in the rodeo industry or, or anything for that matter, I don't care what it is that you do. It doesn't have to be rodeo, you know, surround yourself around, around winners. Um, always strive to be better, work hard and write your goals down. Um, big takeaways today. So once again, thank you for being on here and we will be back for another episode, something, something really cool and, and adventurous, I'm sure on the next one. So well, until, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Until next time. Adios.